Hello and welcome to episode 11 of GM the GM. This is a podcast all about everything to do with escape rooms, but from a games master perspective. This episode is going to be about things your games master does behind the scenes that you might not be aware of until now. So I'm going to let you into a few secrets about what we do. And in the future, if your GM goes a little bit quiet, well, then it could be for one of these reasons. For some games, in order to make your experience fantastic, the GMs often have more things to do than just watch and give clues. Sometimes some of the tech inside a room is GM controlled, particularly maglocks. So magnetic locks can have a remote control to, in order to release them. And sometimes this is GM controlled. So the games master will be watching you until you do a particular thing, say put something somewhere or solve a puzzle in a particular way or do whatever it is that means that you get your reward, which is them clicking the maglock open and then something may open or a door might be revealed. Quite often it's a wow moment from the players. They're like, oh wow, we just did that and then that happened. So often that is Games Master controlled. There may also be some manual tech that the Games Master controls behind the scenes. There might be pulley systems or bits of set design to move around, doors to open or close, or things to add or take away from the experience. They may be running around as well, uh, outside of the room, moving things and doing things in order for it to look correct when you're in the room. Some rooms have computer software that controls lighting, sound and special effects. This also has to be watched over by your games master and controlled and made sure that it's all running smoothly. So quite often we are doing more than just watching you. A good GM though will be watching and making notes either mentally or manually of funny things that you are doing in order to feed back to you at the end of the game. We know that everybody likes to hear about themselves and we know that everybody likes to hear about funny things or clever things that they've done. So they will be taking note of any clever or funny moments or perhaps something that you've done that they've never seen before because every team is different. And quite often I see puzzles solved in a way that I've never seen before uh, or I'll see somebody use a particular prop or thing in a way that I've not seen. And I'll mentally make a note of it so that when the game's finished, I can then say to that player, oh, that was really fun when you did that, or it was unusual when you did that, um, because I've never seen that before. And it often makes the customer feel good. Uh, Well, it always makes them feel good, really, because we all know that we like to be told how great and clever and funny we are, don't we? If you are a GM out there and you're not doing this, then I would advise you to do it. You can make notes if you want. So have a little pad of paper, you know, next to you when you're watching the game. And if it helps you to actually write things down, then go ahead and do that. And if you don't need to write things down, that's fine. Just remember them. Now, when your team's finished, then you can go ahead and pick out something in particular from their game. Because although they've only been in there for an hour, a lot has happened and they might 
have forgotten that puzzle that they solved five minutes into the game. So it's really lovely if you can recap things for them, give them a little overview of the room, um, of the game and how they played it. So if a GM just comes up to you at the end of your game and says, well done, thank you for coming, bye bye, then they either haven't been watching, they don't care about their job, they don't care about you, or you were really boring. (laughs) It's not always about the GM. But sorry, even if teams are really boring, you still should try and pick something to say. um, Or you can just speak about general things. uh, Like, for example, if a team of mine haven't done anything particularly noteworthy, I might just uh, start talking about their time and, you know, that they did well and perhaps the um, like the record for the room or the the general. um, Sorry, not general. The average time that it takes to complete the room and and also talk about our other rooms as well so you know a good gm will just be able to give you a proper outro to your game and talk to you and hopefully make you feel good after you've finished a good gm will also be making a note of your finish time and the amount of hints that you've had because these are questions that we always get asked so we should always have the answers ready the first thing a team wants to know generally is what was our finish time? And then they do like to know how many hints they have. I do find often that teams think that they've had more clues than they have actually had. And I'm often reassuring teams like, no, you only had three clues and they think they had about 10. But a clue is something that helps you get through a puzzle. So if a games master comes on the walkie talkie or, you know, talks to you, however they talk to you in that particular room, But if they're saying things like, um, you know, oh, don't use that item there or um, you've already used that item, so you won't need that again or only write on the blackboard, don't write anywhere else. Those aren't clues. Those are just things to do with the game. And they're just keeping an eye on you and just making sure that you're not, you know, making any damage or doing anything that's going to waste too much of your time. So none of those things count as clues. They're just little just little helpful tidbits really that just help you with the game. A question that I get asked all the time from players is do you get frustrated and do you shout at the screen when people can't solve puzzles? The honest answer is no. I honestly don't. 99.9% of the time anyway. If you were a highly stressed person that got frustrated with people very easily, then you couldn't really be a games master. It's just not part of the job description. As a games master, you have to let your players play through the game and work through their processes. However, occasionally someone will do something really stupid or annoying, and sometimes you can't help but let out a little, what? Or why are you doing that? Or, no, you just said it, go and do it. (laughs) For me, this mostly comes when players do something I've explicitly asked them not to, like take out a light bulb, climb on furniture, or play with plug sockets. I will step in as the games master and ask them not to do what they're doing, but behind the scenes, I've usually let out a big sigh and smacked my forehead in desperation. In extreme cases, I may have even said a swear word. But honestly, though, that's really not the majority of the time. 
When it comes to players not being able to solve puzzles, I don't get frustrated. Like I said, if you were that type of person, you'd really have to question whether watching people solve puzzles all day is the correct job for you. Sometimes I do get a little bit squeaky and nail-bitey if a team have been struggling for a while and then go to do the right thing and then give up. Oh, so many teams do this. They will be trying to solve a puzzle. They'll come up with the correct idea, go to do it, but then because it doesn't work instantaneously or they don't see the answer within a couple of seconds, they will just give up. And that can be frustrating, but not in a negative way, not in a, oh, you're so stupid kind of way, more in a, oh, you nearly had it kind of way. And I'm usually there just going, oh, no, oh, oh, you nearly had it. (laughs) Most games masters are rooting for you, believe it or not. We want you to solve the puzzles. And in this case, if a team has got the right idea, they just haven't given it enough time or they haven't quite done it correctly, I'll just leave them to it. Hopefully they'll go back to it and try again. And if they don't, eventually they will ask for help and then you can just tell them that um, what they were doing was correct. They just need to do it a little bit better, basically, or just give it another go. To be honest, I find name-calling and swearing at the screens quite uncomfortable and unprofessional. And if I catch any of my GMs doing it, then they do get told to stop. We have a rule where it's unacceptable, so it rarely happens, um, and it pretty much has only ever happened if a GM is particularly tired or perhaps not feeling well, you know, and they're just, their patience is running a little bit short and they might get a bit frustrated. Um, so, you know, we, we I don't work, luckily for me, I don't work in an environment where there's loads of shouting at the screen or, um, or swearing or anything like that. But I have heard stories of games masters being quite mean about players And I'm just glad that I don't work in that type of place. So if we're not running a GM intensive game and we have a lot of time to just sit back and watch, then occasionally we might do other things like eat or drink. We are human after all. The other day I had a team of two enthusiasts and they made it clear that they didn't want any help. So it was first thing on a Sunday morning and I was able to just sit back and relax and enjoy a nice cup of tea whilst watching them play, obviously. That's all I was doing. I was just watching them so that if they did need any help, I was able to give them the correct help for where they were in the game. But like I said, they had already told me that they've played 80 games and they, they wanted to try and solve as much of the room if not all of the room, on their own. And so they would only ask for help as a last resort. So I was like, fine, yep, that's absolutely fine. It's good to know that that's how you want to play your game. And uh, yeah, I'll just be there if and when you need me, which I don't think they did. No, I do think they ended up playing the whole room without any help. And like I say, it was a nice Sunday morning, nice and chilled, and I just enjoyed my cup of tea. We do sometimes eat and drink whilst we watch your game. And this is because sometimes it's difficult to get in a proper lunch break if you've got a busy day, um, if teams are late or if things go wrong in the room or little things break. You often have to you know, play catch up or do a little bit of maintenance or cleaning and stuff in between games. For me, anyway, as the supervisor, you know, my break is the first thing to go out the window. The other GMs get their breaks first. Sometimes 
you don't get a chance for a break on a busy day. So sometimes we do have to eat our lunch whilst watching your game. A good GM will only eat during times that it's unlikely that you would need to ask for help. But occasionally I have been caught out and a team have asked for help just as I've taken a bite of something. I've had to swallow my food almost whole a couple of times. I haven't yet had to spit it out, thank goodness. I've learned to sort of take little bites and I've learned that just after a team asks for help is a good time to take a bite of something because they've just asked for help. You give them the clue and they're set off again on, you know, on their path. So it's unlikely that they'll ask again for a few minutes. So you're usually safe to have something to eat at that moment. Usually within the first like five minutes of a game as well. People don't often need any um, help or interaction. So that's quite a good time to eat as well. Of course, nature will also take its course sometimes and we will need to go to the toilet. I'm lucky in my workplace that the toilet is right next to the games master station. So I can quickly dash in and out and hopefully not miss too much of the game. In a previous role, I have been known to give hints from the toilet. Yeah, I know. Not my finest moment, but needs must. You know, sometimes you have to pee. (laughs) The customers were completely unaware that I was shouting from the toilets. They didn't know. It was all fine. Uh, This was in a role, by the way, where you were able to give help by kind of shouting through a door in the room. It, it wasn't just me like yelling at them when I wasn't really supposed to. That was the way that I was supposed to give help. I just don't generally do it from the toilet. But hey ho. Some games masters are expected, in my opinion, to do far too much during their games. Some games masters have to answer the phone, man reception, or even run more than one game at once. If a GM can do these things really well and it doesn't affect the game, then maybe it's fair enough. But as a player, I've always been able to tell. um, Sorry, I say always been able to tell. That's probably not true. I have been able to tell a few times that my games master hasn't been paying attention and has been running more than one game at once. Answering the phone, perhaps having to go to reception or answer a, a query or something. These are perhaps not that bad because you could potentially just do it within a minute or two and get back to your game. But running more than one game at once, I'm lucky I haven't worked anywhere that's expecting me to do that. But it's really not good. I don't advise anyone to do that. And if you have to, if there's a games master out there that has to do that, then I am sorry for you. Because as an enthusiast, I, I can tell if I ask for a hint and my games master gives me a rubbish hint. Usually it's of something I've already done or of something that I'm nowhere near in the game and I don't know what they're talking about. You can just tell that they're not paying attention. And yeah, like I say, I have known that it's been because they've run in more than one game. I played one room once where the games master was running multiple games and manning reception and answering the phone. Yeah, that was way too much. So that's the end of my list of things that GMs do behind the scene. I hope it's been enlightening for you. And next time your games master takes a minute to come back to you once you've asked for help, well, they might be mid-bite, mid-sip, in the toilet, or even running another game. 
Despite that, though, it should not impact your experience. So if it happens a lot and it has a negative impact on your game, then you should consider saying something to the management. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. And if there's any Games Masters out there that does anything else that I haven't mentioned, then drop me a line and let me know. It would be interesting to hear. Thank you so much for listening. Do please come and find me on Facebook. Just search GM the GM. You can drop me an email if you have any questions or any topics that you want me to talk about. GM the GM at AOL.com. And if you're loving what I'm doing, we're on episode 11 now perhaps consider writing me a review on iTunes or Facebook. That would be lovely. Only if it's a good review, of course. Uh, If you're not enjoying it, well, you're probably not even listening still. You've probably turned me off by now. But if you're not enjoying it, just just don't say anything. Just, Just shush. Don't say anything. Nah, I'm only joking. If you're not enjoying it, drop me a line. Let me know. And uh, I'll let me know why and I'll see what I can do. But anyway, I'll stop yabbering on and leave you to your day. Have a great one and I'll see you next time. Keep on escaping.